Hi, I'm Beck Rayner, and this is the Military Wife Life podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports, and embraces the spouses behind the military members by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. Want to join a bank that just gets Defence Life? Defence Bank is one of Australia's largest customer-owned banks. They have 33 on-base branches across Australia, an award-winning banking app that allows you to do all your banking wherever, whenever, and Defence Bank offers competitive products and services tailored for ADF members and defence spouses. Visit defencebank.com.au today and see how easy your banking can be. Welcome Fran Raymond, Chair of Defence Bank and 2010 to 2016 Director of the UN Women National Committee Australia. And welcome Kristen Vijaya, Chief People Officer at Defence Bank. Hi, thanks for coming on. Hi Beck. great to be here with you today. Hi Beck. thanks for having us today. So today we're talking about gender equality when it comes to the workplace. And I guess if we can get started with Maybe, Fran, if you talk about what does gender equality mean? Thanks, Beck. And it's a subject I'm very passionate about. I was very privileged to be a director on the UN Women Australia board and very proud to fly the feminist flag, which is, I guess, that I promote gender equality, which is equal rights and and opportunities and, and representations. It's been proven in numerous different ways right across the world that societies, communities, organisations that value women are safer, healthier and more prosperous places. So it's proven every year, so especially in Australia, those organisations that have significant participation in senior roles by by women, um, that, that they have stronger outcomes. So I guess it's a, it's a different perspective that women bring, which allows more diverse conversations, more robust discussions, which leads to better outcomes. And Kristen, you've got a pretty hefty title, Chief People Officer. I mean, being the Chief Officer of People at Defence Bank obviously means that gender equality isn't just something that you need to put a tick in a box for. What does gender equality mean for you when it comes to being the Chief People Officer at Defence Bank? Yeah, it's a great question. And I I think it really is about making sure that our employees have access to the same opportunities. So for me, it's about making sure that regardless of their gender, because that really shouldn't be making a difference, that our people have access to career opportunities, promotions, training courses, you know, it can even come down to when you book meetings, sort of make sure that, um, you know, say a working mum can attend a meeting. So there's lots of different ways that we promote that equality, but it's also about making sure that you know we're attracting the right people, we're retaining the right people, and having a respectful and safe environment that supports people. So you know, fortunately for us, we've always had a really high proportion of females. So it's something we've we've always been focused on. We usually have about um, more than 65% of our workforce is female. So we've always had a high proportion of women, um, and therefore have had to focus on our support mechanisms for our female team members. And of Of course, all defence partners aren't female, but the majority are. And, you know, when it comes to equality and employment, there are some challenges that defence partners face. And then to have an organisation also taking gender equality seriously and actually challenging policies, implementing training initiatives, and I guess going through right down to the organization's culture, it's even more important for defense partners because we have challenges in in other areas when it comes to employment. Why is it important that employers talk about gender equality? Do 
I guess employers have a moral responsibility to make it part of the conversation? I think it's really important, Beck, that we have all diversity, including gender diversity, front and centre of what we do in our policies that will lead to better outcomes. We obviously are, are an organisation that is a mutual bank and uh, we need to represent all our members going forward. So I think it's we've got to ensure that very consciously we include the importance of gender in our decisions. We have to lead from the top and be really good at, I guess, walking the talk, demonstrating that we believe it's really, really important. Just a second to what Fran said about walking the talk and the reality is our employees look up to us as as leaders in the in both our organisation and in the industry. And so they are looking to us to to lead the conversation and be role models, but also to say that, yeah, equality has evolved over the last couple of years. And it's now one that it's in many different ways, we need to create a workplace that enables our people to bring their, their true authentic self to work. So for us, it isn't just gender equality. It's also about diversity in different ways because it means our teams are more effective. So we have, you know, we want to be diverse in gender, age, background, tenure in the organisation, family dynamics. So it really, I mean, I suppose the argument is much broader than just gender these days, but gender is still, you know, fairly important. Of course. And you gave the example a little while ago about, you know, whether it be working around the needs of your people, whether that be that a working mother can still attend a certain meeting or, or however it is. But are there any other examples that you can kind of give? Yeah, I mean, I think it comes through in all of our people practices, Beck. but you do have to be thinking about it. It has to be a conscious thought, but it does apply these days even, you know, we've got working dads, we've got working mums, we've got people on part-time hours. It is really just about making sure that your employees have the same access to opportunities, regardless of what that opportunity might be. And you know, making sure that you don't have any unconscious bias creep in. So it, it really is just about challenging our leaders to to think through how they're leading their teams. And, you know, I mean, in today's workforce, that's just changing all the time with, you know, different ways of working, um, which has really opened up and broadened the opportunities for all of our workforce, not just um, our working parents or our defence partners. But the last year has been, you know, such a shift and, and the, the best thing about that is it's never going back to what it was before, particularly at Defence Bank. You know, we've we've really embraced the opportunity that the last year has provided us. And, you know, we've probably our, our number of our employees and hopefully partners as well have never had so much, you know, flexibility and, and opportunity working here. So, so it's just fantastic. And I guess it's important to note that COVID and and all of the changes in in work and environment that we we've experienced over the last couple of years have just kicked that up a notch. But before that, Defence Bank had already focused in on making sure that their policies and initiatives and the culture there was already on point. It's just that, like you said, kicked up a notch where there's even more flexibility and opportunity for people to remain in employment and have flexibility and all that that has come from us all going through COVID and having to change the way that we work. Absolutely. And I think that you know, I'm really proud and I, I know Fran would be too of the, the work we've done in the last year, which you're right, it really that just that did is enable us to accelerate the work that we were already doing. We had already done great work in the defence partner space 
But what the last year has presented us is an opportunity where we're now embracing a work from anywhere policy, um, which is, you know, quite brave for our industry. But whereas traditionally you would have, we have a Melbourne-based support office uh, and those roles are based in Melbourne, you would go to the office. Whereas now, um, and it's relatively new for us, so we're still learning, but we are embracing a, an approach where we are advertising Melbourne-based roles and anyone can apply, which is a really great plus for both internal people. But we have branch people applying and being successful in Melbourne-based roles, but they're working from their, their local location. They don't have to move or relocate. They can, in some cases, actually do that job from home. Uh, so it's a fantastic opportunity that we never really lent into before, but we've now embraced it wholeheartedly. And it's just so great to see that branch team members who are a, a large portion, as you know, for us are ADF families and defence partners can now even have a broader range of career opportunities. So just so fantastic. And that's absolutely music to defence partners ears. If you can apply for a, a job that is perfect for you and you don't necessarily have to be in the location, or if you are in location, you you know that you are possibly able to take that job with you when you do post mm-hmm. out. So, you know, such a fantastic thing for defence partners to know that they are able to not just have a job but a career. And Fran, this year's International Women's Day theme was Choose to Challenge. Gender equality isn't something that you just go, okay, we've covered that, cool, we've done that, we've ticked that box, we can close that book. It's something that you need to, like this year's theme is, choose to challenge. You need to always be looking at different ways that you can challenge what you do within the workplace to, I guess, further it and make it better. And Fran, what does this year's theme, Choose to Challenge, actually mean for you and for Defence Bank when it comes to gender equality? To me, it's about calling out, challenging, not being a bystander for, you know, challenge inequality, call out bias, question stereotypes. So I guess it's it's all about consciously living in the day-to-day and looking out for things. And, and if you do see anything, have the courage to call it out. So I think it was a, a great theme that could demonstrate buy-in from many, many organisations. Defence Bank definitely did that. And I guess it's about providing a, a safe, respectful environment where people can challenge things like that and feel safe and say, this isn't right, and be able to talk about it and, and change the organisation for better. It's about right from the right from the top, we've all got to demonstrate that that we do choose to challenge behaviour and other activities that we don't agree with, don't align with Defence Bank's values, don't align with our strategies, don't align with anything that we believe in. It's critical for us to be so aligned to be able to serve the ADF and veterans well that we've got to be able to demonstrate that we believe it, we live it, we do it every day. You know, Chair of Defence Bank is a pretty lofty title and Chief People Officer is also, you guys are leading the way in these positions within this organisation. How has challenging gender bias and inequality played out in both of your professional careers? You're in those positions now, but how has that in the past, in past positions, led you to where you are today with the fact that there might have been a mentor in your life that helped you along the way, or there might have been, you might have had a boss that also challenged gender bias or inequality. How has that played out in your professional career, Fran? Great 
question back, and I think it's it, it's our responsibility, and I do take it seriously as a leader that we have a responsibility to ensure that we can bring you know the next levels of women, whatever their roles, whatever they're doing, up so they know they have equal rights, equal opportunities, equal representation to be able to do what they want. So, and that includes young girls right from the start. I think it's really important to encourage people to to think about what they might want to do and, and not limit that. I guess I've been very fortunate. Um, I've been in male-dominated spaces as a CFO um, and then as a director, being at Defence, and I have always been very fortunate to have people to talk to and I've sought out mentors and champions, you know, to bounce things off. I think that's really important. And I think for anybody out there, especially women aspiring to do different things, Seek out someone that you respect, that you align with, ask them on LinkedIn or, or send an email. I've done that and I've been very fortunate and I would encourage people to do that on the basis that the worst thing that can happen to you if you ask someone for a coffee or if you can have a chat to them is they say no, you haven't lost anything and, and unlikely that they would say that, they'll, you know, be honoured that you, you've you asked them and, and be very pleased. Most people are very pleased to take time out to assist you and have a chat. Even for me personally, being in quite male-dominated spaces, you need courage to, to talk to different people and explore. And I guess when I started at Defence Bank, Kristen was the only female executive and I was the only female on the board. So, you know, we've come a long way, but we won't rest on our laurels and we we won't become complacent there's always things that we can do differently and and do better nine out of ten defense spouses wish they found out about defense banks sooner okay i might have just made that up and they do sponsor my podcast but i've checked them out and i think they're worth a look just for their banking app alone it's award-winning has cool features like fast same-day payments card alerts and controls and pin change functionality savings roundups apple pay google pay fitbit pay garmin pay the list goes on oh and if you really want to go to a branch you can there are 33 on-base branches across australia Banking as a defence spouse doesn't have to be hard. For more info, visit defencebank.com.au. And Kristen, you've remained in your position and progressed through the ranks within Defence Bank, which says something about a company, especially in 2021, when people change careers and organisations every few years. I guess, what is it about Defence Bank that's kept you there? Obviously, it's an organisation that you love and that you're loyal to. There's got to be a number of reasons why you've chosen to stay at the one organisation? I never get tired of answering this one, Beck. And, you know, I've been here 23 years. I said this year that I think now Defence Bank's officially running in my blood. Oh, look, I'm just so passionate about what we do as an organisation, supporting the ADF and their families. It's just such a good purpose to turn up for every day. And, you know, you probably already know we have a purpose that says to serve those that protect us. And it's not just words on a banner or on our website. You know, it's every day I get to help our team members deliver on that purpose. So I might not be talking to members, but I'm making it happen for our employees and making sure that we're a fantastic place to work. And, you know, I love what I do. I have a, a great CEO and an encouraging exec team and board that challenged me to be better every day. And you know, I'm also really fortunate that these days I have the flexibility I need to juggle being, you know, I'm a working mum of two and I also get to be a, an executive of a successful bank. And so that's pretty cool, but it's not easy. As I said, I've been very fortunate, even with the, the last question you asked, Fran, to have some great mentors along the way. And that has definitely been a journey 
through that time to to get to where things are today and I'm so pleased that we I think we're in the best shape we've ever been in you know we're a fairly small organization um, but we compete in re- a really big space with much bigger players and we hold our own and it's it's now, what we achieve really is is quite impressive. We're very successful at what we do, um, but we, we do it all for our members at the end of the day. And we, because we're not large, we get to be really agile and nimble with, you know, we can introduce and change our product suite to suit what we what we believe that our members need from us. Likewise, in my role, even from a people practices perspective, you know, I get to have a really high degree of influence and uh, autonomy really in, in how we run the bank for the practice and, you know, what, what we offer our people. You know, I could simply, you know, review the market and a, a practice like, you know, say pandemic special leave and we introduce it, you know, the next week. And that's really, really exciting. Um, but, you know, you need to have a great team of people around you to be able to do that. And, you know, I think that we we do have that. And, you know, that's made up of obviously a really diverse mix of people, including great representation on our board and our executive team um, and even in our senior leadership team now um, from a female perspective. So we've achieved an awful lot in the last year. And Fran, like you mentioned earlier, studies by the Workforce Gender Equality Agency consistently show that where women are in places of leadership within an organisation, those organisations outperform others. So, I mean, it obviously just makes sense that Kristen and yourself are in those positions and now others, like you mentioned, when you first started with Defence Bank, it was just you and, and Kristen in those executive roles up there. But like, obviously it makes sense to to put women in those positions because um, you're outperforming others. So what's your take on it? Um, I guess, you know, we we acknowledge and, and you see all the external independent information on just how a inclusive and diverse group of people will get to better decisions, better outcomes um, that will drive more effective um, organization so you know really critical that we I guess are on the front foot looking at okay what's the next step in diversity that we think we need as an organization to continue to allow us to grow and innovate going forwards continue to challenge ourselves on all fronts so so we um, as a board do that we have um, in camera sessions we review what we're looking at, is it the right stuff we're looking at, the right amount of information we're looking at, are we challenging ourselves, are we challenging the exec, and then we'll, you know, review our performance after meeting. So I guess it's just that constant reviewing and challenging yourself and a mindset of doing that, which I think is so important, including in the gender um, space, but in the diversity, and that's where the culture aspect is is so important, and we've done a lot of work on that in the organisation, and I don't think you'd ever say you got there but we have come forward in in leaps and bounds and it will continue to stay at the front of our mindset in what we do because to have a successful organization you need to have people that are aligned with the strategy and the and the culture and really believe in the organization and what it does and it is as Kristen mentioned a real privilege 
for us to to work with the ADF and veterans to be able to, to meet their financial needs. And Kristen, supporting defence partners who are obviously majority women, there are a percentage of, of men as well. So supporting defence partners into meaningful employment is a priority for Defence Bank. Can you talk to us about what Defence Bank are doing in this space for as long as I can remember, you know, and I've obviously been here quite some time now, we, we've been hiring defence partners and supporting their careers. So it was, it really probably in the early days wasn't even a conscious thing that we said, hey, we're going to do this. We just did. Even when I arrived here, it was just something that's always been a part of our DNA. I um, mean, I think we have a almost a responsibility in a way because of who we are and the, the bond that we serve and our locations that you know, we, we need to support the spouses that can have a great career, but also um, a portable career. I, I mean, a couple of years ago, we did specifically step up our focus um, even more so. And, you know, we consciously stepped back and said, what can we do better? We worked with defence families and, and yourself to do better. And we also asked our employees, which we do every year. And so we built a, you know, dedicated career page just for defence partners to aid I mean, the attraction of um, and let them know what we stood for. We also built internal pages um, to support defence families on our intranet so that they had a, an internal network to reach out to because, you know, as, as they would know that, that no one knows their situation better than people in the same situation. Mm. So we really wanted to make sure they had both a formal connection point but also it, just a social connection point. So we had our we introduced a, a social chat, um, which is really just for them to, to use. And you know, we, we, we have nearly a quarter of our, our branch employees are defence partners, be they currently serving or ex-serving. So it's a really high proportion of people connected to the ADF. And other people also have a connection in that there might be kids, you know, parents, you know, we wanted to tap into people that understood ADF life and, and you know, they, they bring something completely different to our organisation then. So it's really important that we, you know, we place a really high value on the skills and experience and knowledge that they bring to our business. You saying all of that, it sounds like it's just a given for Defence Bank, but actually it's when you go to other organisations and they haven't invested that time in understanding what that subset of employees need from an employer to be able to stay successful but also to be able to give their best to the company and it's usually that they are even more skilled they're resilient they're adaptable all of those extra skills that other employers might not necessarily have to the extent that defense partners have but having an organization that actually understands that and fosters that and actually I guess brings out those skills and wants you to put your hand up and say yes I'm a defense partner instead of hiding it for instance when you go for a job interview which is the case with some defense partners like it just makes sense to defense bank but I can tell you it's not always the case with other organizations and employers and so I mean that just must feel amazing for your employees who are defence partners or connected to the ADF? I hope so. I mean, we do ask them how they feel about that. And it sort of saddens me that others are not more open-minded about what defence partners can bring, because you're right, you, you mentioned some critical things that they have that, I mean, hats off to partners who do what they do. I I, I really don't know how they, they do it um, with their, their other half being away for so long and they're organised, they're resilient, community-minded. You're not going to get a more committed bunch of people. And the best thing for us is that they, they get our members as well. So that's, you know, there's, there's win-win for that. And it doesn't come without its challenges because you do need to understand that postings happen and 
you know, deployments happen and, you know, people come home at short notice and you want to see your other half. And But it is a part of our, what we do. And so we've just consciously chosen to, to support it and even try and do more to support it. But there, there really could be more businesses like us trying to lean in and, and take advantage of this cohort of people out there that are so diverse in their experience that just because they move around a little bit does it that just means that they can you know adapt to, to starting in a new organization so you've just got to see the the positives in it which obviously I like to think that we do do and have done for many years. And Fran, you've previously said that girls and women need access to good education, to good jobs, including leadership roles and to funding capital. Their performance is better, their productivity and profitability is better. Can you talk about this? We're really lucky in Australia. Um, Many other countries aren't as fortunate as us on this front, but still so important to ensure that all females, women, girls, know that there are equal opportunities and rights um, and representation. So, again, it's in regard to, you know, we need to demonstrate as as leaders and be having these discussions around the boardroom, around the family dinner table, but just so important for young girls to be educated and know about the opportunities um, that are out there. You, you've touched on and, and all the information's out there as far as more diverse boards, execs, organisations lead to more, more profitable organisations that I think similar to um, Defence Bank as, as part of this and as part of the COVID experience, we want to be an employer of, of choice and I think we are. And I guess this goes back to Kristen's comments in regard to partners. Now on a posting doesn't mean you need to not be an employee of Defence Bank. You, you can take that role because we're expanding the way that we work and you don't necessarily have to physically be somewhere to be able to contribute to the greater outcomes and the effectiveness of, of the organisation. As women in senior leadership roles, we, we have a responsibility to, to pave the way for both, you know, the current and future generations. And, you know, this is about, it's about being brave and challenging traditions in the status quo and basically really making an effort to make a difference every, every day. So from my perspective, we have you know, people like Fran and I, and we have a number of other great um, female role models on the board, the exec team and our senior leadership team that are hopefully making a difference every day and making our actions count for more emerging leaders, no matter what role they're in. And and that's, you know, that's what gets me out of bed in the morning. And I just add back, I guess I feel very privileged to be part of an organisation that has been on the front foot of gender equality and the way we're working. And and it's not about what happens in other organisations or what hasn't worked in the past. You know, it's how can we make this work so that we can be a more flexible, agile organisation to be able to deliver what the the members want. I think we're we're well on that way. It is front and centre of how we can be a better organisation. Fran and Kristen, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks, Beck. Thanks, Beck. I so hope you were able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in this together. We are all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time.
Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I am always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.militarywifelife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you. 